rock and roll musical. started smoking when I was about 14 I was really really paranoid because I remember reading a couple of years prior to that in my granddad's copy of the Sun newspaper so of course you know classic classic source of information they said that teachers were going to make children kiss a machine to establish whether or not they've been smoking kiss yeah literally kiss a machine (laughs) and I believed this what the fuck? And I was like, oh, everyone I know that smokes is going to get expelled. And then a few, years down, <laughs> a few years down the line, when I started smoking myself, I was like, oh, no, well, I hope we don't bring the machine, that machine, because if they do, I'm going to get expelled. But on the plus side, at least I'll get to kiss someone. Ah, that is incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> The the kiss the the kiss, the kiss article no the sun article <laughs> about the kissing machine yeah. actually stopped you from taking drugs that no it didn't stop is... me from taking drugs it dissuaded me from smoking for about two years until I did oh well then you did then you were paranoid about the kissing machine <laughs> <laughs> drugs was kissing a whole machine no- drugs kissing was machine. a whole another level coming to take you out of the school <laughs> <laughs> no drugs was a whole another level um. Uh, the first time I ever got stoned, I was with a friend of mine, and um, that was that would have been quite a pleasant experience, except I drank two bottles of cider immediately afterwards and was sick all over her house. Yay! <laughs> Yay! It's the first, That's the thing. See, this is the thing with with booze. Um, everybody has different characters. Characters that they play with. So the person that gets loud, the person that gets sad, the person that sings. I was always the person that sings or the person that vomits. Usually, the person that vomits. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well someone's got to be that yeah I know but after a while I was just like oh, I'm a bit sick of this and I think maybe I was just because I knew how crap I was at drinking I thought if I took anything else I wouldn't be any good at taking that either but I could have been brilliant at taking ecstasy and I'll never know now will I I could have been the best well, you, you say never know I mean <laughs> I I'm think... not going to actively encourage you to start taking ecstasy now we've, but... had this, we've had this conversation before I'm saving it for my retirement there we are. I won't get I to retire thinking... till I'm 80, but, you know, another 40 years and I'm going to be off my tits. I was thinking of this today, right? Because in my head, and even though I've got Sabre, every now and then, if I think about it, I know in my heart of hearts, I will take ecstasy again at some point mm-hmm. in the future. And um, I've definitely, and I've mentioned this to other people and they're like, yeah, well, when you're a bit older and I'm like, eh. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, mm. 30s <laughs> i'm 20 i'm 27 now so we haven't got that much longer to wait but mm. i'm like it'll happen five five or five or seven years time i'll probably be like what's ecstasy up to these days like oh <laughs> <laughs> hello ecstasy are you at home <laughs> or maybe it's um you sort of try it and, and be like mm, it's not as good as it used to be because that's the classic that's the classic thing mm, it's not, oh yeah not like not back sh- in the day yeah, not all back in the day, spend 50p and be off your nut for two and a half weeks. <laughs> exactly. It was legal in those days. You could buy it in Superdrug. Yeah. It was in, it was in your mum's hairspray. Yeah. 
So now you've got to buy a bowl of them eating by a spoon. Don't do nothing, <laughs> do they? No, they don't. But that might be because you were taking them for 50p a day. Hey, Dave, that might be might be why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I used to kind of feel a little bit envious of... It's like the uni that I went to. And um, again, this is a kind of like, should I mention this? Yeah, it was many, many years ago. Um, the uni that I went to, the halls of residence, there was one guy in there who was um, selling various substances to the student population. So... Um, hero, absolute hero. <laughs> well, he, he he was a successful businessman because he bought had enough earned enough money to buy a new car at the end of the year. Yeah, all, all drugs and music. Um, music brings the people together. Yep, music brings the people. Oh, it makes the people come together, isn't it? Damn, I'm usually quite good with song lyrics. I can't believe I just got Madonna lyric wrong. No, it was me. Be... It was me that got it wrong, and then I made you doubt your your Madonna knowledge. Okay, good. We'll have to say that in gay court of law because otherwise I'll take <laughs> it off. <me. laughs> oh god! Well, excuse me, sir. You didn't get a two thousands Madonna reference. Get out. Okay. I have you ever spoke right... to David Ferguson about Madonna? Because he will go on for about an hour. Mm-hmm. I have. And I once messaged him when I was out in Soho one Saturday, and I was like, "Oh, they're having a there's a." A party going on at GAY to celebrate the anniversary of the release of Ray of, uh, Ray of Light, and he just came back with, "I hate all the other Madonna gays." <laughs> it's a bit harsh, and I was like, "Why?" And he went, "Because they all like the wrong what the wrong songs is why, and they're all too young and they don't remember." Okay, fine, good. Come and fight me, David. Um, Ray of Light slash Drown World and Substitute My Love, Substitute for Love, fucking best songs. Oh yeah, no, I think I don't think anyone would possibly argue with Ray of Light because that's that one Madonna album that everybody liked. So like people that were just like, oh, it's just manufactured pop music, were like, actually no, that's solid. It's William Orbit produced it. Oh, that's right, yeah. William Orbit produced that. That's a really good album. And Confessions on the Dance Floor. Mm-hmm. We've hung up on that on it, which was yeah. like 2006 time. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Don't forget though, she did do American Life in the middle of that. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that that song the other day where she does that rap about I drive my Mini Cooper and I'm feeling super duper. Yeah, some American Life. Yeah, um, that's an example of somebody I, I, tipping. I the go mini- into a shop, I get a double latte. It goes into my body, and you know I'm satisfied. I drive my Mini Cooper, I'm feeling super duper, and you can tell me I'm a trooper, and you know I'm satisfied. <laughs> I do yoga and Pilates, and you know that. I'm full of Hollies, and you know that. Oh, you know full of Hollies, and you know I'm satisfied. I got so many set. Oh, I can't remember. You know the whole um, thing about music that's kind of t- tilted towards the ridiculous. That's an example of being slightly too far that way. Only slightly. The thing is, there's a there's a quality to that kind of music because obviously she, that was when she got into. I'm doing political statements, but vague political statements that don't really have any kind of real mm. grounding. Um, <laughs> because I loved it when she because obviously she used to be quite activist like yeah. back in the day and would do like really really groundbreaking stuff mm-hmm. um, but then near the end of her career she wanted to carry on going but didn't really know where to align herself because she was so fucking rich now so she would just be like mm, modern society is not that great and <laughs> just that's her like thing oh yeah she there was never a campaign for rebel heart where they just had like pictures of famous people but she presumed personified the idea of a rebel heart and there was like princess die and Nelson Mandela and 
You're like, yeah, this is a little, this is starting to look a little bit like the um, sort of pro projects to do with issues that everyone does when they're about 12. Yeah. After, I think after Hard Candy, because that was a bit of a, that was a mm. moment, that was a choice. When we start getting into like kind of like more recent Madonna, Rebel Heart, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm not a fan. Don't like it. Um, well, MDMA, that was an okay album, but there were some stinkers. Um, some of it started to feel like a B-Tech, like, media project. Mm -hmm. It was like, so what's happening in this piece then? Right, so Madonna's like, she's killing someone, but the person she's killing turns out to be herself. <laughs> but then herself turns out to be the devil. I did A-level media studies, and one of the projects I did was an analysis of the videos in uh, the Immaculate Collection. I would love to, I would love to review that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I, I loved all those videos anyway. Um, so, uh, mind you, it's quite interesting if you try to write about the open open your heart video and you're writing anything other than oh, this is Holt. It's just like oh, well, she personifies her her male self and also her female self when she is in the sex in the sex show, and then she runs off with a little boy at the end. I don't know, Freud. Can, you, can I get a C now? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> open your heart, Freudy, Freud, Freud, Freud. Yeah, um, well, that's that's deliberately kind of cheeky, isn't it? I don't know if I've ever told you this, and it's hard for me to actually explain the sheer quantity that I got. Okay, so growing up, my brother, my brother went through phases of like loving. I'm surprised he's also gay. Loving like pop music, princess divas, mm -hmm. and getting very obsessed with it at that time. I was five years younger than him, so I was very much just kind of like. Followed along with what he liked, but it meant I got like, I also got involved in the obsession, but without the actual real understanding of what was going on. Mm -hmm. My brother loved Madonna and was like, knew everything about her, researched everything about her, listened to her every day, every single night. We would watch the Immaculate Collection and the other music video packages, the Greatest Hits Volume Two. Kind yeah, of they've thing, been like, loads, haven't they? All the DVDs. Watch the tours. Like I watched the confessions on a like the confessions on a dance floor. That tour, I reckon I've seen that about thirty five times. Mm -hmm. Like he was obsessed. I just have all this weird Madonna knowledge, like obsession level Madonna knowledge because I watched the Immaculate Collection. Like he had it recorded from MTV, mm -hmm. and my mum recorded over it by accident. Oh no. No, he had Vogue recorded. He had Vogue recorded. My mum recorded over it by accident. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had to go out and buy the Immaculate Collection to appease him. <laughs> so she had to go and buy her three and four-year-old son the Immaculate Collection on VHS. Wow. Okay, good. Which, that has erotica on it, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know if it does. I think that came later. But there, there's some stuff that's a bit saucy. There's like a virgin when she's kind of... There's a lot I'm of check it. there's a lot of rolling around on the floor in those videos, but it was sort of like Justify My Love and then um, Erotica that it started to get because I think Ju Justify My Love was on the album of the Immaculate Collection, but the video was released separately on a VHS that had an 18 certificate because there was naughtiness. Do you want to do you want to hear something really bad? Okay, I've only just realised it's a pun on Immaculate Conception. Oh, well, the more you know. Literally just now. 
And that's just because it come up as a Google suggestion. Oh. Well, not smart. So. Well, we're all we're all here to learn. It took it, it took me a while to um, to get that as well. No, erotic is not on it. Justify my love is. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, arguably a dirty video. Yes, it is. Yeah, erotica is more kind of like dress up, silly playtime. Though the erotica album still holds up really well. It is really good. Erotica, um, Bedtime Stories is actually a really good album. Oh, yeah, that is good. Yeah. It's got really like soulful R&B mm. vibes is that the, to it. Is that the one that's got rain on it? Or was that erotica? Uh, let's find out. Bedtime Stories has... No, not got rain. Uh, maybe uh, bedtime not. stories has got secret. Oh yeah. Um, human nature. Take a bow. Bedtime stories, obviously, mm-hmm. written by Bjork. Yes. Which, if you listen to, you can tell because it sounds nothing like the rest of the album, mm. and nothing like a Madonna song she's ever done again. Mm-hmm. Um, really good version of that actually. She did for the reinvention tour mm. there's a really good version of that that was all um yeah rain is on erotica yeah that's um that's a cracking song oh her cover of viva as well is that her cover or is it just her song oh uh, that's a that's cover, a that's a cover yeah yeah that, that's a great cover of viva. yes i like that i remember that had a really striking video as well oh, yeah, she's all like red didn't she and she's yeah got, like it's really fucking nineties. It's like one of the most nineties videos you'll see. All the zooming in and out, and uh, I remember um, MTV in the nineties. It was. Great. I kind of remember a bit of it because my my brother was, as I said, my brother's five years older, but my mm-hmm. sister's ten years older. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing some of that kind of like recording music videos, yeah, onto VHS and all that kind of stuff. So. I remember a lot of those music videos. I do have a lot of, do have like a weird nostalgic love for them for my childhood. Mm-hmm. Even though they were kind of done by the time I was around, but. Eh, yeah, it was kind know. of weird. Born in music 93, music so videos were, were like, yeah, they, they were still a thing, sort of. Well, they, you still get the odd one here and there, but that gets kind of coverage. But they were like such a thing when they, they first came out, and it was like, oh, this is a new art form. Look at this. Ooh, and. In the eighties, you'd sometimes get artists like well, Michael Jackson being a prime example. They he'd do like a a video. Uh, there'd be like the little bit that would end up being shown on the telly that was like the three and a half minutes of the song. But something like the video for Bad has got like ten or fifteen minutes of kind of like gritty dialogue about gangs fighting each other, and it was directed by Martin Scorsese, I think. I remember. I remember reading about Thriller. Mm. He really wanted to win an Oscar for a short film. Mm-hmm. But to do that, it needed to have a theatrical release. Mm. So they released, so they released it alongside, I think, a theatrical release of the Disney film Fantasia. That's mad. Like a re-release of it. Yeah. So it was like the Fantasia did a short run, mm. and the film attached to it was Thriller, and that was a way for it to get the Oscar on, and it never did. Hmm. I remember reading that and being like, interesting. That's an interesting, interesting combo as well, and that's very kind of. I mean, well, Fantasia. Let's go into that show. Well, Fantasia is not an obvious choice to put something on because I mean, Fantasia is a brilliant film, whatever you think of Disney, but 
um it's not an easy sell to kids because it's you know it's yeah there's the bit with the hippopotamuses but there's also the bit with like the sort of scary demon thing which i did see as a kid and i thought was awesome but that's just me um is that the dinosaurs yeah and then there's a di- there's the dinosaurs as well and then there's the um was it the night on bear mountain or something well there's oh something like that spooky. i there's watched lot- it I watched that a lot when I was a kid because we had it on VHS. My brother really liked it because he liked the music. Yeah, well, the mu- the music is good. It's an interesting film, but it's an interesting one that you'd go right. I want to w- be Oscar nominated for the short film with my pop song that's going to be one of the biggest pop songs ever. I'm going to release it with the Disney film that is kind of the equivalent of the you know the German art house film that gets shown at three a.m. Albeit the Disney version. It's a bit weird. And also that it wasn't a horror film that it went with. But then I suppose for all the fact that he chose a horror director and it is a short horror film, a very, very tongue-in-cheek one, a horror film wouldn't be mainstream enough to kind of launch a Michael Jackson movie. Yeah, it wasn't really... It wasn't... Sorry, I was just Googled for a little try and find out when it was released and the immediate, like, card thing for it on Google. I think it's just given me a YouTube video. So it was released in 2018. It's like, that's not... No, it wasn't. That's, that's not correct, is it? I know, <laughs> I was just thinking. I need to double-check it before I say it, but... Oh, I... oh no, it was at least on Halloween. Okay. Mm. I was just... I was just... I had it in my head that Thriller wasn't actually released around Halloween. It was released a lot earlier. Mm. Or it was, like, a, a different time of the year, and I was like, that's really weird. But it's... It's not true. It was released around Halloween, which is cool. You know, it was released in December. Hmm. That's weird. Why did they do that? I don't know. I mean, it's according to Wikipedia, so. What's your favourite, what's your favourite proper, like, theatrical music video? Oh, God. Uh, As in one that's actually good or one that's completely batshit and over the top? I said, I said your favourite. Whatever category you want to bring into that, that is your own business. Um, you can have two. You can have a good right. one and a shit well, one. Well, one that's actually that's actually good. I like the No Surprises Radiohead one, where um, just simply Tom York staring at a camera while he's singing in a bowl, which is filling up with water. Just for the whole fact of a, I really like that song. I know it's kind of a bit overplayed now, and b, um. Yeah, it's just the the element of is he going to be all right? Of course he's all right. He's Tom York. He's invincible. <laughs> he's got a funny eye, but he has the gills of a fish. Yay! Um... <laughs> That's like when um, it's one of those things that we were talking about introducing people to stage. He has a funny <laughs> eye, but the gills of a fish. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> Tom York. Thomas York. Yay! Um, so Thomas I'm in a band, Yorkers. and 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 a, a band is when you get a load of guys who. Uh, we play music and uh, and wail a bit. Uh, anyone? Is, there, is any is anyone uh, anyone drinking tonight? <laughs> Do you, uh, does anyone does anyone ever drink water? Yeah, I drink water when I was in a large glass tube. <laughs> oh, making a video for a band. Stories oh. I could tell. Yeah. Um, does anyone know music? Or well, for those who don't, it's a. It's a succession of vibrations made by certain instruments that's pleasing to the ear. Um, And as for cheesy music videos, I would have to go with uh, View to the Kill by Duran Duran. Because it's a cracking song and the video is hilarious. 
Duran Duran's had some fucking brilliant music videos. <laughs> that I mean, the, yeah, they had a lot of like really epic ones, like the one for Wild Boys, where it's like a sort of Ma- uh, Mad Max style dystopia. But the Future of the Kill boys, one. Wild Boys. <laughs> wild Boys. Wild Boys. Um, yeah. They the, had some um, really sexy music videos for the eighties. Yes, they, they did. To, they used to make them like I know Girls on Film got um, banned for a bit. Yeah, that that is proper filth. That. So I had. I had whipped cream all over some tits yeah there's a lot, a lot, lot of tits a lot of whipped cream and i think there's some mud as well yeah they're like riding a bomb that's right oh well you know it's the 80s it's a lot of it about because because men <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> do we all know do we all know men <laughs> for, for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> for those of you who don't know what men is <laughs> Men is like a person uh, that's got um, got like hair and um, and a, and a banjo string. <laughs> men is if you don't if you don't know what a man is and you don't think you might be one yourself, then it's the other kind of person that's not you. <laughs> and also, men is when you get someone who goes on the mic and they go, "Have you heard of this?" Well. <laughs> Do you know what men is? It's ninety five percent of the stand-up comedy you're about to watch tonight. You have been listening to Chat Rocket, where I hope we have solved all of the world's problems. If not, don't have nightmares.